We're learning this third sikhe of Bishalach in Chelek Tezayin on page 173. This year is being learned, Lila Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Menashe Koltman. This is a sikhe here about the Mon and about Shabbos, about Bitochen, some very fundamental in Yonim that are again Avedis Hashem in our life, Bechlau. The very first time you find in the Teireh where it speaks about any commands or any halachas of Shabbos is in Unze Parsha B'Shaychus Simon. It's in this week's Parsha in connection to the Mon. Since everything in Teireh is exact, precise, is move on as their Inyan. Fun Mon on Shabbos have an Ashaychus and Teichen. So it's understood from this that Mon and Shabbos are related to one another in their content. And this is also something that we can see from them This that's brought in the name of Rab Sa'ad Yegoin If a person is found somewhere far on the road And the person does not know what's the parasha of the week that he has to read that Shabbos so the Parsha Yulain is the Parsha of the Mon. So what do we see? That the Mon is the theme of Shabbos. So if you don't know the particular Parsha, this is Shabbos. Nochmer, even more so, trotzdem was b'Shabbos is der Mon nitke kumen. Even though the fact is that on Shabbos there was no Mon. Shteit over in Zoyar, but the Zoyar says, as other on the contrary, the Brocha l'mailo, if you read the Samon, in the Sheishis Yimei HaShvua, is given b'Shabbos. What's the source of the bracha of the month for the six days of the week that the month did come down? It comes from Shabbos. As it says also in the Mechilte, that what's the bracha of Shabbos? The bracha of Shabbos is mon. So the bracha is not only the mon that you had extra mon on Friday for Shabbos, but it refers over here according to the Zoya to the fact that Shabbos is the source of the bracha of mon for the entire week. So the question is, in What is the connection? Where do we see the connection between Mon and Shabbos? Not only can't we, do we not see any connection between them, seemingly they are two things that are completely different one from another. The mitzvah and Shabbat, the mitzvah and everything of Shabbos is something that you have in all times, in all places. Every week, Shabbos is the holy day of the week. Man, on the other hand, was something and only in one time in history, for those 40 years, and for that time and, and place that is, that the Eden war in the Midbar. If so, why, why do we say that Shabbos and the Mon go together? Then? What is the specialty of Shabbos that this is a day that Eivishter benches it with the Mon? So seemingly we can answer very simply. As the Nikodim Mishotefes from Mon and Shabbos is in them, that what you see similar, the same point of Shabbos and the Mon, is what's in Beide, is both for Shabbos and in the Mon, so there's no effort and there's no work that goes into this. Their Mon is given lechem and hashamayim. Mon is bread that comes from heaven. You don't have to plow and plant and all the other work that's done in order to get your bread. 
When Al Derech says by Shabbos, similar we find regarding Shabbos, as nice if of them is it's a Tamalacha B'Shabbos, in addition to the fact that on Shabbos itself it's forbidden to do any work, is Mishum Einik Shabbos, but even more so because of the pleasure that a person is supposed to have with the Shabbos, a mitzvah Shalelahar Klal Basakov. There's a mitzvah that a person shouldn't at all think about any of his business. In his eyes, it should be like it's all completely done. So we see over here that Shabbos is the same thing. That Shabbos, a person has nothing of his work, no effort, and not even to think about the work that he does. This comparison between Shabbos and the man is not sufficient. Because here in this itself, we could see a difference. While Aleph number one, by the man gefitmen doch gewisetirches, you do find a certain effort that goes into the man. With the Gemara zok, what does the Gemara say? Tzadikim lechem, the tzadikim got the man as prepared loaves of bread. Beininim ugais, beininim got them in biscuits. And rishayim tochnu berachayim aydochel b'meducha. The rishayim had to grind it with a mill, or they had to pound it. It wasn't fully prepared. Another thing the Gemara says, Tzadikim yorad al Pesach b'tayim. For the Tzadikim, the man, came for them right at the entrance of their homes. Beninim yotzelulkay. The Beninim had to go out and find it and collect it. And Rishayim shotu v'loktu. And the Rishayim had to go out a far distance to get their man. So what do, you, what do we see here? That there is tircha, there is going and finding your man in certain situations. Need vidariyim from kol malachta esuye by Shabbos. Not like Shabbos when all your work is all done. As a yid, where a yid should not even think at all about any of his business. So in this sense, the man is not exactly on that level. It's different. Beis, on the other hand, when we say that on Shabbos, you're not allowed to do any work, that includes any kind of work whatsoever. As if all of your work of the week is done. By man, which is not so regarding the man, is the chinyoni nor shlilus atirche b'shaiches tumaz and adam. Here we're talking about the fact that man came down, and the yidden did not have to invest the energy and their effort that usually has to be done for food. So specifically regarding their food is what man is. So the far is mistaver. So therefore, it's more logical to say as follows: as the shaiches between man and Shabbos. Is in the prat from sugreten the inyani mazen va'achilof in Shabbos. It's taka regarding the food, regarding preparing the food. So here there's a comparison between Shabbos and the man. We this is oich move on from them. Was the chiyuv from gimel sudis from Shabbos on oich from lechem mishnah. We see that the obligation of eating three meals on Shabbos and also the fact that we have lechem mishnah let it ben up from the psukim ben negayet some man. It's learned out from the Psukim that it says by the man, or that is, and And it says in the Pasik the term So the fact that it says three times so that's the three meals. And then it says in the title the term regarding the man, so that's the source for the Lechem Mishnah that we do every Shabbos. So thus haste, what do I see from this? As the inyane achilof on Shabbos, when it comes to the food and the way we eat on Shabbos, that is what we learn out from the man. So therefore, the connection of the man and Shabbos, as the Rabbi here will explain by Riches and the Sicha, is going to be regarding this subject of the food on Shabbos. So to begin, the Rebbe explains, so it says on this Pasik regarding the man, that I will rain down for you bread from heaven. 
and the and the people of the nation will go out every day to collect the mon. And this is all in order to test them whether they will follow my halachas, my taita or not. So the taita uses the term leman, that this is the purpose of the man. So Rashi explains what this means, that will Yidin keep the mitzvahs that are dependent on the man, that are applied to the man, which is, Number one, not to leave over from the month to the next day. And also, and they won't go out on Shabbos to collect from the month. As their time, in that the reason and the whole purpose of the month coming down, it's the ois proven, is to test the Yidin. By whether they'll keep the mitzvahs dependent on the month. And was the mitzvahs and specifically what are those mitzvahs? Not to leave over for the next day from this month and not to go out and collect on Shabbos. The question here on this is, what is the specific connection of these two mitzvahs here? Not to leave over from the month to the next day. And beis v'loyotzu b'shabbos lolkait, and the fact that they didn't collect any money on Shabbos itself, for zei beides and in their leman, this is the whole purpose. Their tam fun yiridis amon. In these mitzvahs, you see what the purpose of the man is. How do these two mitzvahs express the concept of what man is about? So we can understand this. Let's first understand what's really the novelty of man. <coughs> which is bread that comes from heaven, over the bread that grows from the ground. So the Rebbe will explain on a deeper level, it's not just simply the fact that it's an amazing miracle that the Abishim makes man rain down from the sky. <coughs> but there's something over here that this expresses. The bread that grows from the ground that's connected to the work of the person. The person has to prepare properly in the natural means. Plowing and planting. And then through these natural means, in Teva, the Ebishter gives the person the bread. Bread over here does not only refer to bread and food, but it refers to all needs of a person in this world that we have to invest and do what we have to through natural means in order to have what we need. So this is, this is something that a person gets through this keli, this vessel and this garment of nature in the world. Whereas the bread that comes from heaven is nitali and akeli from teva does not depend on any vessel and any action and any means of nature. There's absolutely no work of the person that goes into this. We'll move on and we understand that this difference between the lechem and hashamayim and lechem and also very much affects the attitude of the person regarding this bread. Lechem in ha'aretz, was is di birches Hashem? Was di birches Hashem is ongeton in der teva de gekeli? Was the mensch great zu? So this is also a bracha from Hashem. But here, this bracha of Hashem is enclosed and comes through the nature, the vessel of nature that there is in the world that a person prepares. So is, so then, what happens here? Chot sheves ha'zayna chona arbet. Is nit mervia keli, unalavosh, or di birches Hashem? Yes, the person is aware of the fact 
that what he's doing is not the source of the bracha. It's just a vessel for the bracha. It's just a garment to bring down the bracha of Hashem. Unochmer. And the, the realization of the person goes actually a step further. Even this, that there is a garment and vessel of nature. He's not doing this because in his eyes, teva, nature, has any significance whatsoever. This is Hashem's will, this is Hashem's command, that I should do these natural actions. So he does so. But there's absolutely no credibility, no significance that nature itself has. The Ebesh's Ratzon was, as Uberacha, Vayelekecha, is Davke Bechala Shatase. That the Bracha of the Ebesh is only when there's action that you do. Niturachzana Yeshiva Bottle, not just by sitting around doing nothing. So this is a very strong awareness that a person has. But however, at the same time, But since the fact is that the bread only comes through the ground and through the work that you do here. Through the garment that there is in the earth and the nature here. Which the person, the person here below has to do this and only there through this comes the bracha. So this gives place for a person to give a, some significance to the actions that a person does. In the end of the day, you need that action of the person below, and only through this, the bracha comes. On the other hand, when it comes to bread that comes down from heaven, here there's a completely different attitude. There's no involvement whatsoever of an action from the person. This awakens within a yid that attitude that he's completely relying on Hashem. Completely. There's no, not even a keli, there's nothing that the person does involved in this. Apizes, move on. So based on this, we can understand as Denisayan, im yishmiru mitzvah satluyiz b'shalo yisiru mimenu. That Abishta says this is a test to see if the Yidin are going to keep the mitzvahs of the month. And the first mitzvah is not to leave over from one day to the next. Is their tam, their mechuvim for yiridis amon. This is the reason, this is the whole purpose of what the month was about. Lechem and hashamayim being bred from heaven that's completely above nature. In order to bring out, to express by Yidin, and durch them ice proven, and this also tests them, so to speak, by Yidin, them shleim is digging betochen in the Maybishn, that complete level, that highest level of betochen that Yidin have in Hashem, as ein ganze lechem, that everything you have of your bread, and all its tarchias, all of your needs, complies from the Maybishn alein, it comes directly from Hashem Himself. There's no garment, there's no intermediary through anything that the person does that it has to come through. So therefore, since this is what, we, what the man is about, and this is the absolute betochen that the Yid has, so there can't be here at all any room as their men that a person should be concerned and he should assure himself that he has the bread for tomorrow. And this is the mitzvah, don't leave over anything for tomorrow because you're concerned what's going to be tomorrow. Will I have month for tomorrow or not? The absolute bitachin that it comes completely from Hashem and there's no involvement of the person saving for tomorrow. On This is what it says in the tanchuma, that the monk came down every day. Hashem that created the day, he creates the pranasa for this day. 
Mikan, Hayyar Ablaza Hamadai Yaime. So from this, Ablaza Hamadai said, If a person has what to eat today, and Vaimir, and he says to himself, He's concerned, what am I going to eat tomorrow? So this kind of a worry, he's lacking the true Amunah and Betachin and Hashem that Abisha created today, and he provided today what you need. He creates tomorrow, and he'll give you tomorrow what you need. So this explains the first mitzvah of La Yisiru Mimenu of the Mon. So here we see that the whole concept of the Mon is it's completely coming mina shamayim, and there's no involvement of the person, and even a garment of nature or keli of teva also is non-existent. It comes directly from Hashem. But here we see that there's actually an opposite point. That although the man that comes from Hashemayim is generally speaking completely not dependent on the person's work. This also explains another detail why the man came down together with dew. The Gemara says dew is something that always comes down. It's not like rain where there are seasons or times when it does or doesn't rain. Tal is always here. Tal is something which is not dependent on the Aveda of a person, whether people are deserving for this or not. There's always the do. At the same time, however, we find that man also had the effort and the person's involvement in this. As mentioned before, regarding Siv Beis, you have to go out to collect the man and prepare the eating of the man, various degrees, depending on Tzadikim, Beninim, and Rishayim. And this is not only by Rishayim and Beninim. Now you may think this is only by the Rishoyim and Benim that have to go and find it and collect it or prepare it, but not by the Tzadikim. But some Gedav Tarezgen and Dresen Kleiden that have to go and find it. Even the Tzadikim, that the man did come down right at the entrance of their homes. They at least had to make that minimal effort to go out of their house and pick up that man from the floor right over there. So we see that the man is something that did have some effort involved in it. Nachmer, we see the fact that the Aveda of a person has some place here by the man even more so. Das Gufa, the very fact that we say here, that there are differences in the level of effort on the three different categories of Yidin, the Tzadikim and the Beninim and the Rishayim, is Abavais, this itself is a proof for the fact that the Brachem von Man is not given in Gansen, not verbunden mit Avedis Adam HaMekabel. That this is a Brachem that comes in such a way that it's not totally detached and not associated with the level of the person that's receiving it. And this is not like the do, where there it totally has no connection whatsoever to who the tal is coming down. This is by Alan and Gleich, it's by everyone equal. Not how, here by the man, as Vensich, it matters in a given must to some extent, to what extent the receiver of the man prepared and is fitting and deserving to get this man. By tzaddikim, tzaddikim less work, by benenim matter, by the benenim more, and by the shayim nachmer, and by the shayim even more. So the very fact that we have the division of these categories shows that the level of the receiver of the man is taken into account. Dermit, so the Rebbe now says, with this we can understand, is eich muvan, der diek and posik, the exact word the posik uses here. 
And I will rain down for you bread from heaven. Unlike the term that it uses regarding the man in Bamidbar, in Parshas that the tal comes down from above, the dew comes down. It doesn't say that the rains down tal. Seemingly, you have here a contradiction when you look at this from a deeper level. Rain refers to a flow from something that comes from above that was generated through Aveda below. Just like it is with rain, simply. As it says in the Pasik, what's rain? Rain is when there's a cloud that rises from the moisture below, and there it, it drops the rain and wherever the cloud goes. So you see that what produces this moisture, it comes from below. So if so, Why are we using the term manter, rain, regarding the bread that comes from heaven, which is not at all dependent on the Aveda from below? The man comes completely every single day. That's, that, that's nothing to do with the person at all. No, that's but it is canal. So the answer for this, as explained here, Hagam as lechem and ashamayim is beikra yashpav versus hechef and avaydis amikabel al derechatal. Yes, it's true that man is primarily a flow that comes from above, that's completely removed from the avayde, the level that the receiver is below, like it is with the tal. However, when it comes down into the world, it does come down on a level of mamter, like rain, which has some kind of connection to the level of the receiver that's receiving this man. So therefore we see in the man there two opposite points. On one hand, man is totally lechem and ashamayim. And as the Rebbe explained before, when we say totally, what that means is no levush, no keli whatsoever. Completely from the Eibishter, without any involvement of nature or the actions of the person. On the other hand though, we see that in the Man, you did have the level of the person, the divisions of Tzadikim, Benim and Rishayim, and at least the minimal effort that was involved in collecting the Man. Why is that necessary regarding the man if, in fact, the source of the man is a hashpa that comes completely menashamayim, not dependent on nature whatsoever? The vir in them, so the explanation for this is as follows. What's the point of the man which was bred from heaven? Is given a to the knisif from Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. Besides the fact that it provided them the food for that time period when they were in the Midbar, this also served as a preparation for the Yidin later when they entered into Eretz Yisrael. Prasdot is given the Seder from Lechem and Oretz, where there the life they lived was depending on the bread from the, from the, from the earth. So how is it a preparation? Because Dorich then was mod bavizn Yidin begolu, through the fact that they wish to show Yidin very openly and clearly. That all of their panos and all of their needs are being given to them from the Eibishter alone, without any nature involved. This prepared them and gave them the power that even after they arrived into a settled land in Eretz Yisrael, and transitioning into this new Seder of the bread that you eat from the ground, 
that they saw themselves that it's the Eibishters that's the one that gives the Kayach for anything that you do. So this prepared them to continue and have the same attitude even after they come into Eretz Yisrael. Nachmer, even more so, the Lechem and HaShemayim is nit Kayach. It's not just a preparation and empowering them to have the right attitude. Not Ervet Nimshach und Nirgash Oich in Eretz Neshevis. This is something, this Hashpa, the way the Hashpa comes from Hashem to Yidin, actually continues. The same kind of Hashpa continues and it's also experienced in the same way in Eretz Neshevis, in the settled land in Eretz Yisrael. Vibalt as Yidin Zenebe'etzem Hecha von Velten Teva. Because the truth is, even after Yidin came into Eretz Yisrael and they ate the Lechem and Oretz, Yidin always remained above the laws of nature. Is that MS? So the truth is, as a Philippines they come in open veld, even when a Yid descends into a place in the world, and I say that I have and it's and he's living in a place where there is a settled land, and there are the laws of nature that you see seemingly here. However, in truth, and the, the, the essence of what their panasa is, it's actually not bound to the laws of nature that there is in Lechem That is the truth. So the same exact Hashpa that comes above nature in the Lechem HaShemayim actually continues regarding Yidin even after they come into the land. And the Rebbe clarifies what this means. Nature so much has nothing, no connection to the Ashpa of the Eden, even the point that we said before, that nature is insignificant, and you know that the nature is just a means, and through this the brach of the Ebishta comes, but after all, it does go through nature. So even that, that late nature should serve merely as a garment through which the Ebishta's bracha comes, even that's not the case when it comes to Eden. And the person only prepares the garment of nature because this is Hashem's desire. But after all, you do need that garment of nature. And it's through it that Hashem's bracha comes. Even this is not the case when it comes to Eden. Because the truth is that it's all from the Eivishter himself. As the Rebbe clarifies here, is the Ashpa if this is the attitude that there has to be a levush of Teva, yes, it has no significance, it's all the Ratzin of Hashem, but it's still connected to nature. It comes through this nature. The Birchus Hashem, Kumtam Tzemensh, Durech, the Keli, Vosarat it comes through this vessel that a person prepares. So, no, but rather, as Oich der Lechem, the Parnasim in the bread, any Parnasim that a person gets here in this world from the ground. Is an anoifen from lechem and ashamayim versus iber hoipt nit gebunden teva. It's like the bread that descends, that rains from heaven, that has absolutely no connection to nature whatsoever. It it comes into nature, which is just covering up the truth. But by mitis ubepnimius, it's not like the way the Ebrister conducts matters in nature for lahavdul goyim or anything else in the world, which nature everything goes through nature. It doesn't go through the nature. The nature is not a keli and a levush for this. It just covers up the truth, which is the fact that it's all coming directly from the Eibishter himself. And this is And here, this is the true betachen that a yid has in the Eibishter, even in a place where you do have the teva, and you do have the lechem and aretz, and here the yid has the betachen, that's the true betachen, as the Rebbe explains here. Not not in a fall, not just in a situation. Or 
when a yid sees absolutely no natural way, no idea, no possibility of how he can have parnasa. Ubemela, so in such a situation, is kilu can bereid in it so it's like he has no choice. That the Ebesha will provide for him, take care of him, of his parnasa in a miraculous way. Like it happened with the Yidin in the Midbar, that they had absolutely no means to get their food in parnasa, and the Ebesha provided it for them. So when a person has his betachan and Hashem in such a kind of dire situation where he has nothing that he can do, so that's one level of betachan. But here, he sort of has no choice. Over here, He's not, with, he's not living within nature. He can't, nature is, has nothing to do for him. So then he's relying on Ness, and that's his betochen. Rather, even a yid that does have a means in nature that he has a keli that he can make. And this is what Hashem commanded. Is by im However, it's clear to him, as is What is this parnasa? The parnasa is bread from heaven, nit It's not at all tied with the ways of nature at all. And that when the Abishta says that he will bench you for this that you will do. Maint need blois. What this means is not only as das was the rabbis to bench them is beerecht. So the medidas vag balas from the keli tasa. It's not saying that based on the kind of keli you make within nature, that's the kind of blessing that will come through and according to the keli that you made was aratzugegret which he prepared. Which is and meaning including when there is a special bracha and a special success. And you see in the means of nature that you prepared for the bracha of the Eibishter to come. Not even only this. The Eibishter benches a year that he should see completely incomparable to what he has done. As the keli is netefes makim. The atzlach of the person is to such an extent that he looks at what he did and he sees that this has absolutely no credibility. This is nothing. This is totally insignificant to the real source of the bracha that comes from the Eibishter himself. That's the real truth about the hanhage of the Eibishter with Yidin in this world. Everything else, else in this world goes through Teva. Of course it comes from the Eibishter. But it comes from the Eibishter through the limitations of nature. And the limitations of nature limit the level of the ashpa that comes into the world. Whereas by a yid, the beracha v'ayla is in a completely higher level. That a yid has to make that keli, because that's what the wanted. But the truth is, the source of the bracha is totally unlimited to the keli. And it's not affected, it doesn't come through the keli. It comes directly from the Eibishter itself, not being affected by nature whatsoever. Thus is the Yaz Bare, so this explains to us, Why when the Yidin had to collect the Man, it had to be with a little bit of at least some work and effort to collect this Man. If this bread that comes from the heaven would not at all be connected to any work that the person does from below, so then there would be no similarity and no connection at all to the bread that we do get from the ground. And then there would be a room to make the following mistake. So this is something that's not at all dependent on the work, on the preparation that the receiver does. So this is a situation where it's clear that nature doesn't play any role and hereafter totally rely just on Hashem Himself. 
which is not the case when it comes to bread that grows from the ground. Since the Torah itself commands that you have to plant and work in the field for six years, here my work is needed, it's necessary, is the and a person makes the mistake and he says, this itself proves there's a significance, there's some place for my work that adds to bringing down this hashpa. The hashpa comes through the means of nature. Even if it's Devish's bracha and it's only Devish that commanded I should make this keli, but after all, he wanted me to make this keli. So it comes through the means of this nature, of this keli. That's the mistake a person could make because you see the, the separation, the divide that there is between the situation when they were in the midbar where there was zero involvement of a person, and then when they come to Eretz Yisrael, where it's totally different, it changes completely. So therefore, in order not to make this kind of mistake, so even the lechem that comes from Hashemayim also rained down from heaven in a way, there should be some kind of effort, some kind of a work that the person has to do to receive this. What this comes to prove is, even in a situation where the person is doing something, but what he should realize the truth is, that that comes from above, that is, has absolutely no connection, it's not influenced from the work that you do below. It's completely lechem and hashemayim. And this empowers a person also. Even when you come into a settled land, that it should be clear to him in his mind that even the way we live life in the world naturally, where you get your food and your bread from the ground, is but what is it really? It still is also. That's what the man came to prepare the Yidin for. It wasn't just to provide them the food for that time period, but it also gave them the right attitude after they're going to come into the settled land in Teretz Yisrael. So we have over here a combination of two opposites. On one hand, it's 100% purely Lechem and Hashemayim. Not at all influenced by the nature of the person. The fact that you have some effort from the Aveda of the person below is not minimizing that point. It's not coming to say, oh, Abyssalah, it's totally in your Aveda. No, it's completely Lechem and Hashemayim. Elamai, the reason why there had to be some Tircha and work and effort from the person below is to make the point that this, that the Lechem and Hashemayim is totally from heaven, includes even a situation where the Abishta does want you to work. It's an external thing. But, but even then and there, it's completely not affected or influenced by the work that you do from below. It's completely a bracha that comes min ha-shamayim. With this we can answer something that seems to be a tremendous wonder regarding the benching. The erste bracha, the first bracha of benching. Birchas hazon, the bracha which we begin, hazon asayilam kulay. So the Gemara tells us who instituted this bracha, Moshe Rabbeinu, when the month came down. It's the second bracha where we thank Hashem for the land of Eretz Yisrael. Yeshua So this Yeshua instituted for the Yidin when the Yidin entered into Eretz Yisrael. So now here you have the obvious question. 
Birchas Hamazon is in Yana. What is Birchas Hamazon? What is it all about? Vasayid dankten leipten leibishten for the mazon vaserhat im itzt gegeben, thanking the Eibusher for the food that he just ate that the Eibusher gave him right here and now. If so, wie kommt es as Birchas Hamazon was mir machen auf den was is lechem in aaretz? So how could it be that when we bench today and we say the first bracha vazon? Thanking the Ebishter for the food that we have here right now from the ground is the Nusach was Meshat Mesakin given of Yerida Samon, Lachman Hashemayin. So we use the Nusach of the Bracha that Meshat Rabbeinu instituted when the Yidin were eating the food that came from the heaven. It's a completely, how are we thanking the Ebishter with a Nusach of a Bracha that was instituted for something totally different? Ahmed, the question goes even further. The Ereshter Bracha learned an up from Pasik. The fact that we, we should bench the Ebishter with the first bracha, so this is learned from what it says in the Pasik, that you eat and you're satisfied and you bench the Ebishter. This is the first bracha that the Ebishter feeds us and satisfies us. Then the second bracha the Gemara says, the, the, the Pasik there continues, so this is the second bracha Yeshua instituted to thank Hashem for the land that produces the food. So what this simply means is as follows: as the Haida by the Tzveite bracha when we thank Hashem in the second bracha, for the land and its food is We're not thanking for the eating and the being satisfied. In the first bracha, he's thanking Hashem for the food that you just ate right now and you became satisfied. Nor in the second bracha, you thank Hashem for Here you thank Hashem for the land. That Ebeshter gave us this land which produces the food. But not about the actual food that you ate right now. You're thanking Hashem for the land that produces the food. Like the, bracha of the, the third bracha of the Ebeshter building the city of Yerushalayim, which is regarding the place of Yerushalayim. So based on this understanding here, what these two brachas are about, so it's very hard to understand. Wie kommt es, was die Haida auf unserer Achilos wir, that the first bracha, which is exclusively dedicated to thanking Hashem for the food that you just ate and were satisfied with right now, wird nichtlal dafke in the erste bracha. So this is included, where do we thank Hashem for this, specifically in the first bracha? Was ihr Yisaiden teichen is lechem and hashemayim. And this is a bracha that was instituted and its whole content is all about the lechem and hashemayim. It should be the Nusach of the second bracha, which speaks about the land, that should be in the first bracha, where we thank Hashem for the food that we're eating today from, from what grows from the land. And, and, and then yet, what do we do? We make the bracha with the Nusach that Moshe Rabbeinu instituted, that the Lechem and Hashemayim. Aber, Leut, wie soll sich gerät? Is this moving? But Frie, that is. Wie soll sich Frie gerät? Is this moving? Based on what we explained before, this is understood. The Lechem and Haaretz, the bread that we eat that comes from the earth. Kailul das was the Eibishter bench the Aretz, as a Salzayin, Eretz the Mafke Mazin, including this that Hashem benches the land, that we say in the second bracha, that the land produces the food, is in their Emerson Bloiza Levush, so the Shairish Makir from Zeb Mazin Parnasa. This is merely a covering, this is a garment that covers up the truth, which is, was this is Lechem and Hashemayim. This is really bread that comes directly from heaven, from the Abishter himself, and nature does not at all limit or influence it. 
Now the Rabbi uses the term levush over here. It doesn't mean like the term levush that we used before regarding nature, bechlal, that actually limits and influences the level of dashpa. This is just a covering over the truth that it's lechem and hashemayim. So since Ayid recognizes the truth as the Shairish from Zayn Mazen, that the source of his food is It's not dependent on his preparation or his work. It's not even dependent on the laws of nature, which are a keli for the bracha of Hashem. Rather, he realizes that by Ayid, it's totally, completely, Lechem that comes from heaven is move on as the nusach from Birchas Hazan of Zayin Achilus So when a yid eats today the bread that he eats in this world that came from the from the ground, what is the right nusach of the bracha that he should make for this food? Is is the nusach from the bracha of lechem and hashemayim? The nusach of the bracha should be the bread that comes from heaven. For Amdos is the emes and makif from Zayin Achilus because that is the true source of where the bread came from, what he ate and was satisfied with. And every Yid knows this. And this is the Nusach of Birch Hazam for every single Yid. On Ersh Danach, and then as a second Brache, then Dankte, the Maivishtin of them was our bench, the Kali and Levush and Teva. Then we thank Hashem for the fact that He benches also the Kali and the Levush of nature, of Racha, Valakach, Bacholashatasa, which is Birch Hazaretz, Eretz, the Mafkamaz, and the land that produces the food. But when that bracha that you bench, the, the nature that produces this food, follows the first bracha, which is lechem and hashemayim, so then it's a different kind of bracha. Then, even when you're thanking Hashem for the, for the ground that produces the food, you understand that it's not the ground itself that has any influence on the limits of how it's going to produce the food. It's, no, it's a levush that has absolutely no effect whatsoever, because we already said the first bracha, that it comes completely from Hashem directly. So this is the story with the man. We understand over here that the man comes from Hashemayim and the Rebbe now will connect this all to Shabbos. And before the Rebbe connects this to Shabbos, the Rebbe will summarize again the points that we said here about the man. Here we can see the connection that there is between the man and Shabbos. So to summarize the details that we spoke here about the man, there are three main points regarding the man. Aleph number one, it's bread from heaven openly. Come, you see clearly that it's only from heaven, there's no involvement of a person. This shows you clearly that you could rely and you have to rely totally on Hashem Himself. Because everything is being given to you from Hashem Himself. Based, the second point, at the same time, there is the effort that the person has to do here in order to receive it, like we see by the man, that they had to go and collect it and so on. Gimel does gita kayach. The reason why you have these two opposites in the man is because this gives the power. As Eichenim said it, from Lechem and Oretz, that even when you didn't live life in a place where the food comes from the ground, Vubigilui is this Fabunim et Eretz and Teva, whereas it seems that what we see revealed is that it comes from the earth and it comes from nature or through nature. Zalman Vissen, as Bashar Shaibipnimi Yusai, is this Lechem and Hashemayim. That it doesn't even go through nature. It has, gets no influence from the nature whatsoever. It's just a cover-up. It really all comes directly from Hashem as Lechem and Hashemayim. These three points we find regarding Shabbos as well. And the Rebbe will show us here in Aloche regarding the preparation for Shabbos, regarding the food for Shabbos, where we see these three points. Aleph number one. 
Wegen die Zerachen von Shabbos sagen Chazal. Regarding the food that a person needs for Shabbos, the Gemara tells us, Love who are If you don't have money to buy the food for Shabbos, borrow money on my account. And trust me, and I will pay you back for the money that you have borrowed. Hashem will take care of it for you. Das heißt, what does this mean? As euch, wenn man hat mit Chas v'shalim, was zekeifen yitzarech ha Shabbos. Even if a person is, God forbid, in a situation that he has nothing to buy for Shabbos. Und erfüllen it kein oizdichten später zu verdienen und bezahlen die Alvah. And even if a person sees absolutely no source, no idea whatsoever from where he would earn, earn money to pay back what he borrowed. Nevertheless, when it comes to the food for Shabbos, rely completely on Hashem. Borrow money on my account. And Hashem promises, I pay you back. Because the things you need for Shabbos are granted to a person like the bread that comes from heaven. Without the person involving himself and giving, making any effort in this whatsoever. So this is one aspect of the needs of the food for Shabbos, which is similar to the aspect of the man that comes completely in Hashemayim. Based on the other hand, though, So first of all, there is effort of the person here in this world. First, very simply, he has to go and borrow the money. The Gemara says, when is a person able to do this? Only if he owns anything, he has something, then he can give it as a mashkin, he can give it as a collateral for the, for the lender, and then he can borrow the money and rely on this. Or he's actually not relying on the collateral, he's relying on Hashem, as the Rebbe will explain here. However, he could only rely on Hashem with the condition that he has an object that he can give as a mashkin. If, however, he doesn't have a mashkin that he can give, something that he can give as a collateral, he should not borrow that Hashem should pay him back. So how do we understand this? You may think that the pshat of here is that the reason why there's a condition that he has to have an object for a mashkin is because he's actually relying on the mashkin that will pay back with that mashkin if he won't be able to pay. But that's not the correct pshat in the Gemara. The Gemara says that he's relying on Hashem to pay. And still there's a condition that you only rely on Hashem and totally rely on Hashem if you have a mashkin. So the Rebbe explains, does haste. What this means is, Even though, even when he has any object that he's going to give as a mashkin, as a collateral, The point there is not that, oh, now he has a source of how he's going to pay his loan with this mashkin. Nor vidaloshen chazal. Rather, the Gemara clearly says, "Lavu alai vani pireya." Borrow the money on my account, and Hashem says, "I will pay you back." As a kaddish baruch hu yamtsi loy lefroya, or the term that Alter Rebbe uses in Shulchan Aruch, Hashem will make it available for you to pay back. It's Hashem making it available. From that wagon, but at the same time, fadet zich fort abashtimte tircha unkeli mitzadem adam. There's a condition that we demand that there has to be some kind of effort and some kind of a vessel that the person has to give. And object that he can give as a collateral to be able to borrow based on this. See here, this is the other aspect of the man that you see that there has to be an involvement of the Aveda of the person. Even though the Aveda of the person is not at all the source and the reason of what he's relying upon in order to pay back. Gimel, then there's the third point here. That 
The attitude we have in Shabbos and the bracha, the way it comes in Shabbos, this influences the entire Aveda of a Yid and the rest of the six days of the week. When a Yid is, has this attitude towards Shabbos in this way, with an absolute betachen, that the Ebeshter is the one that will make available for me to pay back. And he sees clearly how the Ebeshter is benching, so to speak, his terche of the fact that he had to borrow the money. The fact that there's something, there's a chayfetz, there's an object that he gave as a mashkin. But he sees that it's the Ebeshter that pays him back. Not at all through any means of nature. So then what happens? So then even when you go to work on all the other days, the six days of the week is in such a way that the person clearly recognizes as the Parnassa that even this Parnassa that you get through the hard work that you do in the laws of nature is this an, and the Emerson and that the truth is that none of the nature has anything to do with this. It's not even a means through nature. It's totally the bracha of Hashem. Ani pereya. The Rebbe is in mamtsi. The Rebbe makes it available. And the Rebbe here focuses on this word mamtsi. Bederech metziyeh. It's like when you find a lost object which was totally unexpected. Zayin parnaseh in an oifun fulamayla midarech ateva. Hashem brings you the parnaseh that's completely above nature. Menit was the bracha. Shalomayla ma'ateva is ongetan in our levushvin teva. There's a cover-up. There's a cover-up of nature and there's the desire of Hashem that the person should do his actions within the means of nature. But nature has absolutely nothing to do with the ashpa of the person as the person saw it clearly when it came to Shabbos. Lovu alai v'ani pereya. That David should provided him completely higher than the means of nature. So we see here regarding Shabbos the same exact three aspects that we had before regarding the month. On one hand it comes totally from above, on the other hand, we see that there is a keli that the person has to make below, the, the mashkin that he has to have available. And then from this, it brings the person to the awareness that this is the truth about the person's, the yid's hashpa in the world b'chlal. Every single day, even when he does have to work, it's Ill, all really just hashpa from the Ebeshter. Based on this, we can understand something else. Das was es verstandig von Zaya. What's, what it's understood from what it says in the Zayar, from Pasuk, don't leave over anything from the month to the next morning. As that all six days of the week, so they are benched with the month from Shabbos. And then the Zayar says, begin the In order that the person should not give or sort of lend from one day to another. So the question over here is, seemingly, what's the connection between these two points? That since the source of the Ashpa of the Mon comes from Shabbos, that is the reason, as the, as the Zayr says, begin, that you shouldn't leave over from one day to another. What's the, why, how are these two points related to one another? Valpianal is this moving. Based on what we explained here, this is clearly understood. Das was the bracha mamayla, if ashpa samon, vet oif geton, the fact that the bracha for the mon 
in its source above is where is when on Shabbos is valinyanei from man is ashpa from neibishin versus nit malubishin the kelim malavushin from teva. It's because man is a source of ashpar from Hashem that has absolutely nothing to do with nature and, this, and the vessels of nature whatsoever. Pumped with this is in Yonif and Shabbos. Exactly what Shabbos is. Kanal Baruch, as we explained, that we see that Shabbos is a time where the hashpah, the barucha, comes totally from Hashem. And therefore, the time for the barucha of the man is literally on Shabbos because that's the source of the man. A place where it has no shaykhs to the teva and the avayda of a person. So therefore this truth of what the man in essence is also has to be over here below. Even after this ashpa of the man actually descends and comes down here below. In the ashpa. In the Ashpah of the man below, there should be no involvement whatsoever of any calculations that a person makes according to nature. Where do you see that a person is concerned about nature if he's concerned about the next day? And he's, he wants to make sure for himself that he's going to provide for the next day. So therefore, when a person realizes that the month comes from Shabbos, which is completely above, above nature, so then, begin, as the Zayar says, so then, in order that, he should then realize in every day of the, of the week as well, that there's no, nothing to be worried about from one day to the next. It's all coming directly from Hashem. Okay, so what you see over here is that there's the source of the month from above, and then there's the month when it comes down. The source of the man above is Shabbos. And then the, the man, the way it came down here in this world. And even after the man does come down in the world, then the person has to collect it and he has to eat it. And so there's involvement of the person. But even here, the man below, he also has to treat the man for what it really is in its source above that has nothing to do with the person here below. Afal Pikain, however, is Bishabis given the bracha v'ashpas haman blaze l'maylam. Yes, the source of the bracha of the man comes from Shabbos. But the bracha of the man on Shabbos is only above. The man did not actually come down here below. That's the sword, that's the time where the level and the source of the man above. But on Shabbos, there was no man that descended into the Mitzvah of the world. The fact that you have regarding the man, that it's similar to rain and not like the dew. As this is verbunden mit mekabel, that there is an involvement of the person receiving it, kanal, the chiluk von tzadikim, beinenim, as we explained before. That in man you see the differences of the levels of the person that got the man. Is das wie man is yeded mi madrigasa im vet nimshach lamata. So this is the man when, it's, when it descends, when it leaves its source above, and it comes over here in this world. So over here, the man in this world, there's the... Mekabel that receives it, that it, it matters on what level you're on. But the source and the essence of what man is in its source above, is that in Gansen Hechef and Shaiches Mutvelaches is Pulafim Mekabel. There, that's the source of the Brach of the man. And here it's, it, it, it's Lamaila. There's no collecting the man, there's no eating the man. Over there, it remains completely above the recipient and the level of the person that takes and collects the man. So there's the man lamayla and the man lamata. That's the point there. But, but here, the key is, even after the man comes down lamata, it remains in the same purity that it has above. 
And Adaraba, that's the whole point, even after it does come below. And it is a place where we see the involvement of the Mechabal, it doesn't change the nature of the one, what the Mon is. It remains purely Lechem and Hashemayim, the way it was above. However, it just it descends below in this place, in this reality. And here, even in this reality, where there is the Aved of a person, that's the recipient and the level that he's on, he's getting Lechem Min Hashemayim. And this is also the way it is regarding Shabbos, simply. The fact that when it comes to the food that a person has to buy Shabbos, and the Gemara says the condition that he has to have a mashkin, that only then could he borrow money in Hashem's account, and then he believes that Hashem will be the one that will pay. Is thus far Shabbos? This is all a halacha that applies before Shabbos, when he has to buy his food for Shabbos. So this is not the essence of Shabbos in its source. This is sort of already a yirida of Shabbos. This is on Friday when you have to prepare the food for Shabbos. So yes, he's completely relying on Hashem. But nevertheless, there is the condition of the person of going and borrowing and having a keli for a mashkin. But what's the source of this concept? The way it is in Shabbos itself? So then all his work is done. The person shouldn't even be thinking at all about any of his work whatsoever, because this is the source of the concept, the way it is in Shabbos itself. So now this brings us to the other mitzvah that there was regarding Mon. On the Rebet is that Inyan from Veloy Yatsu B'Shabbos Lilkait, the second mitzvah that the Pasuk said, Laman Anasenu. That this is the purpose of the month to test Yidin. And the second mitzvah was that they will not go out and collect the month on Shabbos. from the mitzvahs One of the mitzvahs in connection to the month. And this mitzvah as well expresses the reason and the concept of what month is. That you don't collect month on Shabbos. What is this saying? On Shabbos itself. This is the time that even here below it's revealed the essence and the source of what the man is and its source above, in its place. So therefore it should be sensed by everybody here below as in them can it sign can shum mission from the mention that there's no involvement at all whatsoever of the, of the person's entity, of him doing anything. Not even any movement of just receiving, of likot, of collecting the man. Like it is on the six days of creation. And therefore, and therefore on Shabbos you don't go out to collect the man. That expresses the source and the essence of what the man is about. That it's completely lechem and hashamayim. That has nothing to do with the effort of the person. It's a complete bracha from Hashem from above.